First off, I would just like to say thank you to many, many parishioners who have come to Father Brad and myself in these past weeks in the midst of all the scandals that are present, and they have encouraged us and thanked us for our priesthood. And I just want to say that your faith in our priesthood increases our own faith. There's no other time in the history of the world I'd ever want to be a priest than today, right now. And there's nowhere else I'd want to be serving than in this parish. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come out from within are what defile. Just the other day I was driving home after working at the office a little late and I saw an accident on the side of the road. There was an ambulance there and a police officer and the thought immediately came to me in that moment. You're a priest. You can stop. You can anoint. You can offer your help. But in that moment, I chose to keep driving. I didn't listen to my conscience. Why? Because it was too hard. Because I was tired and I wanted to go home. What defiles us? The Catholic Church in our age is going through perhaps the biggest crisis in its time, especially in the United States of America. And lately, as I've been pondering this problem, I have come to a realization. I now, I now understand what is the root cause of the crisis of the priesthood in America. And the root cause of that crisis is me. What defiles the priesthood? I do. By my own sins. Every single time I have gone against my conscience, I have defiled the Catholic priesthood. A man named Alexander Schultzenitsyn helped me to realize that. Alexander Schultzenitsyn was a faithful Russian of the 20th century and had strong adherence to the Marxist ideology. So much so that he went off to fight war against the Germans, placed in a POW camp, faced excruciating suffering until the end of the war when he was finally liberated and sent home, thinking that he'd be accepted with his comrades as a war hero. Instead, Stalin, paranoid that he was somehow contaminated by being in the West, sent him and everyone else with him up to the gulags in northern Siberia. Over two million people died in the camps where he was sent. Eight years he endured 40 degree below weather, forced labor, and malnutrition. And at one point he's sitting there and he's trying to warm himself with his friends over a pile of coals. And they're eating pieces of clay just to trick their stomach into thinking that they were full. And he asked a question at that point. Why am I here? His entire life, his body, his soul, his hopes, and his dreams were all defiled. And he wanted to know why.
But something amazing happened in this moment. He had all the reason he could have looked at Hitler and blamed him, or Stalin and blamed him, his parents, his country, or even the God he didn't believe in anymore. But instead of doing that, he looked at himself and he asked himself a question. In what ways did I betray my own conscience? Did I do what I knew in my heart was wrong, but I did it anyway, every step of my life, that has led me to where I am today? He examined his entire life for years with that question. In the midst of the most destructive totalitarian regimes the history of the world has ever known, Scholzenitzin asked the question, what defiled my life? And instead of labeling himself as a victim and placing the blame on what came to him from outside, he took personal responsibility and he came to acknowledge the evil that existed in his own heart. In his book that he would write afterwards, The Gulag Archipelago, a 1900-page confession of his life, he would say, if only it were all so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? What defiles us? We are living in the midst of great evils, inside and outside the church. And there's no question about it. And many of us could come up with a thousand reasons on why we might think that our lives are defiled right now in any way. We could blame it on our country. We could blame it on the times that we're living. We could blame it on social media or our spouses or our friends, you name it. But the hard truth remains. Nothing outside of us can defile us. The only thing that defiles us is our own sins. That's what Schultz and Nitzen realized. And that's what Jesus Christ is warning us today. The real evil in the world is not a group of people. It's not a time or a country or a race, or a gender, or any other external categorical classification. The real evil comes from within every single one of our hearts. And that is what defiles us. And if that is the true problem of evil, then there can only be one true answer to it. We must take personal responsibility. We must examine the line dividing good and evil that cuts through every single one of our hearts and decide 
where we are going to stand. If we want to purify the church, we must begin with ourselves. We must convert. When the people came to Jesus to complain about a totalitarian regime from above, about the people that Pilate himself was killing, the Jews, what was Jesus' response to them? Do you think that they were worse sinners than everybody else because they died this way? I tell you, no. But unless you be converted and repent, all of you will perish likewise. He puts the responsibility back into the individual. Repent or all of you will perish likewise. Every single time the Blessed Virgin Mary has appeared in the past two centuries, it's always the same message. Whether it be in La Salette, Lourdes, Fatima, Akita, or Cabejo, you name it. It's always the same message. Prayer, penance, and conversion. Turn away from sin. Turn back to God. Take responsibility for your own life. The greatest enemy in this world is not a person or a group. It is sin. And sin comes from within every human heart. And that is what defiles us. In my short life, I've already seen my fair share of corruption and evil coming from above. But it has never defiled me. Only I have done that by my own sins. No, no one is responsible for the sins I myself commit. That belongs to me. Every single time I betrayed my own conscience, that's the evil that I have brought into the church. What defiles us here, now, today, is our own sins. The sins we carry into this church today are what defile the Catholic Church. The sins we live with in our nation are what defile our nation. And the sins we've come to accept and live with in our own lives is what defiles our lives. And if I really want to change, that's where we must begin. On me. On my fault. My fault. On my most grievous fault. Jesus said, nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come out from within are what defile. Pornography defiles us. Cohabitation defiles us. Relationships before marriage defile us. Contraceptives defile us. Acti acting upon same-sex attractions defile us. Obstinate refusal to obey the commandments of God and the teachings of the church defile us. The old, our own hatred and bitterness that we carry in our heart 
against those around us, defile us. So if you really want to help purify the church in our times, which it needs all the help that it can get right now, I offer you one antidote. Repent of the evil in your own heart. Go to confession. Amend your life. Take responsibility. The line dividing good and evil cuts through every single one of our hearts. There is only one man who ever walked this earth who was not defiled by his own sins. He had the only heart through which the line of good and evil did not cut through. The only thing that ever cut through and divided his heart was a lance as he hung upon the cross for our salvation. And in one moment, as we behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world in the form of broken bread, may we all examine our lives, examine the ways that we have all betrayed our conscience. And when we receive His undefiled heart in the Holy Eucharist, may we surrender our lives and our sins completely back to Him. And by this act of justice, we will live in the presence of the Lord forever. Amen.